Hello, pleasure lovers, and welcome to the Pleasure Talks podcast. I am so excited today. Today we have the amazing Kelly from Awoken Beauty, and we're going to be talking about a lot about pot and parenthood, which I'm so excited. We're going to be switching things up today, but still keeping them super spicy. Just so the new audience members who are listening, the Pleasure Talks podcast is a platform for people to share their own cannabis and sexual health stories, experiences. I find that there's always new and exciting things to learn in this space so without further ado let's jump right into it get your bongs papers a glass of water ready because this is going to be a really nice conversation and just as a disclaimer as we do at the beginning with every episode we're not here to treat cure or diagnose anyone with cannabis use or anything that you're talking about these are just our personalized experiences so if you want to learn more about cannabis go to pleasurepeaks.com and join our community but kelly i'm so happy you're here today i'm such a fan how are you doing today love i am okay well you know pandemic ups and downs it's (laughs) been a hard one and it's been um i think particularly hard for parents of young kids it's just like it's so uncertain never know if there will be school or childcare or vaccines anyway so i don't want to be a downer so i'm ups and down let's (laughs) put it it's It's such a pleasure to be here Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Of course. I knew you had to be here. I was actually speaking with Kelly at a cannabis event not too long ago, and she brought some, you know, straight facts about (laughs) parenthood and what it's like being an adult and still wanting to have a thriving sex life. You know, you don't want to um, forget about that whole other side of you. So I'm really happy to have her here today. And she loves pot. Like, could she be any cooler? (laughs) So I'm really curious, like, how did you even discover cannabis? Was it early on oh. in your life oh like- early on so i get i had like this hippie soul uh and i wanted <laughs> and as a hippie soul i was like i want to discover cannabis um the first time i smoked so i'm originally from mexico uh but the first time i smoked pot i was 16 and i was in um in canada so i had uh i was in whistler uh <laughs> so it was really high quality ca- cannabis it was fantastic it was really fun um, and I always enjoyed cannabis much more than alcohol. I thought, um, like, I, I always preferred a party as a teen or an early adult, a young adult, early adult, uh, young adult, <laughs> uh, a party of, of potheads and a party of drugs. Um, that's just like my perfect uh, personal preference. And um, I've, I've smoked on and off throughout my life. Um, I stopped um, smoking cannabis when I had my kids uh, in my own research, um, cannabis and pregnancy and all that. I was like, that's not, that's a no, no for me. And then I, um, I attended this event a few years ago in which uh, Jack Newman, Dr. Jack Newman was at, and he mentioned cannabis during uh, nursing and that it was okay. And if he said that, I was like, okay, if he says it, then it's a go. <laughs> uh, so the first time I actually, the first time I did use cannabis as a parent was when I was pregnant with my third, um, and I started putting CBD oil into baths uh, when I was in already in third trimester and very uncomfortable, and it was amazing. It was great for the pain. It was great for sleeping. Uh, but then after that 
many, many months later when I attended this event and then I, um, I heard that cannabis and nursing, again, disclaimer, I am not a physician. I, this is just an event I attended and what Dr. Jack Newman said, and I was like, okay, let's try cannabis. And it was the first time I tried cannabis as a parent. And as a parent, it is a very different experience than when you're not a parent. Because when you're not a parent, you are not taking care of other people. You're not, there's a lot of the mental load that you don't have. Um, so the experience was just, it was like, it was an awakening. Also, the quality of cannabis that I was ingesting was very different because cannabis had been legalized in Canada where we are. Um, so the amount of options, you know, like when I was a teen, I was in university, you just get pot from a guy. I don't know. It was Indy Keller Satine. I have no idea what it was. It was just like, it was a guy, right? And in Mexico, you would get it like, it was like this big um, thing I have with like so many seeds. It had so many <laughs> seeds and it was just wrapped in a newspaper. And oh, again, I have, I have no idea what it was. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until when I lived in New York that I had my first experience in which like my pizza guy, as I called him, like um, showed up with a suitcase with vials. And it was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many different kinds. I had no idea. Um, but I am talking so much. <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm so excited because, you know, how did she discover cannabis? She discovered it in so many different ways in your life. And from, you know, going to that conference and also be growing up as, as an adult, as an adolescent, like there's cannabis has come into your life in so many different um, viewpoints. Can you share with the audience like what you're doing today um, around sure. that? Yeah, I would love for you. Well, to first know. of all, um, so let me talk a little bit about myself and what mm -hmm. I do besides for being a parent and, and consuming cannabis every so often. Uh, <laughs> I'm an erotic expert uh, and holistic health coach. I'm the founder of Awoken Beauty, and that's how you can find me all across Facebook and especially Instagram and Twitter and so on and so forth. Um, and what I do is that I help people have great health, great and healthy and fun sex. And the way I do this is that I work uh, with clients one-on-one, -on -one, with couples, workshops, and so on. And I work on the erotic self. Now, the erotic is a part of sexuality that uses our, our brains, which is our largest sex organ and the one we just don't use. We always think of sex as something physical. Um, and I help my clients explore their erotic self uh, so that they can have amazing sex. And uh, I do this through coaching and I've been doing this for many years. And um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing because we usually think of also of sex as something that's external as in relation to somebody else in, instead of internal in, in relation to yourself. And you really can't have a great connection and great intimacy with somebody else if you don't have it with yourself. And that's how I can also come back to cannabis and how cannabis can be helpful for that, right? Again, like if you're doing indica or sativa, if you're vaping, if you're doing oils, like whatever it is that you're doing, and obviously you should just discover that there's so many options out there right now. And it's so amazing just to figure it out. Um, but cannabis, what it can do uh, is that it can connect you to yourself. Right? It can bring you down to a zone in which you're not all over the place thinking about your massive to-do list, about all the stresses that you have in the world, but really make you present in your body and in your mind. And that is incredibly helpful to connect with your sexuality. 
especially again, especially as parents, because we have so fucking much on our brains and so, <laughs> so much, and we're just tired too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you may fall asleep too, <laughs> but we are tired. So we need something to in sometimes just to jumpstart us because just to think about sex is just like, Oh, another chore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just another thing on the to-do list to think about. Right. And I find that that's why I, once I found out what your work was, I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. I, I love this um, viewpoint of how you see people can be a little bit more kinky, which is getting into their erotic body. Um, I love that. I feel like there's so much in alignment there with Tantra as well, you know, finding like, your sacred erotic energy and honing in on that. It's incredibly um, powerful. It's one of the most powerful life forces that we have to work with. So I think it's incredibly exciting. So you've mentioned some tips, you know, like, you know, using the CBD oil in the bath, like bath salts or CBD bath salts. We actually have them at pleasurepeaks.com. Feel free to shop them if you're interested. They're so incredibly effective. I love them for even if I just have like a really stressful day at work and I'm just not in the mood at all <laughs> getting a nice cbd bath people will really help um, ours also has like rose scents in them as well which is really beautiful but i'm curious like you have a lot of experience with cannabis so what what do you think cannabis plays a role in how it's affected like your sex life and the eroticness well, of it yeah so let me let let me turn it around for you, Antoinette, or, or for the listeners, and just to imagine this, okay? So you have gone through an incredible ordeal in which your hormones went all over the place, your body switched, it was hijacked by an alien, which eventually is <laughs> a baby, but it was hijacked by a, an alien, nothing works the way it should, nothing continues to work and will probably won't as you were used to for most of your life, um, you're sleep deprived. You are your pers- your persona has changed because you have become so much more for somebody else. But at the same time, you have become less of yourself and who you used to be. So, in a way, what parenthood does, uh, especially early parenthood, is that you lose yourself, a lot of yourself, in the process of becoming a parent. And sometimes that losing yourself means that you will find a better self. And sometimes losing yourself is that you're just really lost. And by losing yourself, you also lose that sexual, that sexual self. And now as a, as a mom um, who's been pregnant and who's given birth, like the disconnect from my body, it was incredible because I, my body was not what it used to be. My body didn't look, didn't feel there was just, it, it, there's just such an incredible disconnect because you just, it was, it's not what it was. And it is like, just to imagine like your breast, if you are nursing, are used to feed somebody else instead of being something that has been sexual your whole life, right? That has been just there for pleasure. Okay. So, um, so everything has changed. And because there's this disconnect, how can you connect again? And how can you have this um, rediscovery of, of your sexual self, you can, but it is incredibly hard and it is something that you need to work on. I have a lot of clients who come to me who are, who have young kids or just, or babies, or in they're like, I, like my libido is gone. I have no more desire. I don't want to have sex. I don't like, I will never have sex again. I will never have pleasure again. I don't like just think about sex it terrifies me because if they had like a, a traumatic birth experience and, and there's like so, so many stories 
and what cannabis can do, and it's not for everyone, um, but what cannabis can do is to connect you to your body. So it depends on the strains. Again, like everybody's different and you need to experiment, but to, to be more present in your body and to start feeling your body again will allow you to connect to it again. And if you can connect to it and if you can feel it and you can reacquaintance yourself with it, then you can explore it and use it for fun. And you can also let somebody else explore it because something that also happens is that after you become a parent is that we expect our partners to discover that body for ourselves, which also happens when we're teens and when we're young adults and when all, all our life, we always expect that, you know, like the partner who kisses us this way is teaching us how to kiss. And the partner is like, oh, he touched me this way. Therefore, that's how I like to be touched. Or he uh, uh, or she caress me this way therefore that's how I like to be caressed and that's not necessarily the case like we we put so much power into somebody else's teachings or actions and it is that it is disempowering ourselves so that happens also when we become parents because we expect our partners to be the ones to teach us our bodies again and we need to retake that power and and teach ourselves. And again, cannabis can be a very useful tool because it makes you more present and it makes you feel your body more and it makes you feel um, just more intensely too. Mm -hmm. And to be like, just, you know, just touching your arm for half hour or just touching your legs or just like really entranced within your own body, which can again, take you to another level, uh, another experience um, of connection. Most definitely. I know for myself, it definitely makes me in the mood for sexy time. <laughs> I find one of my <laughs> biggest things that I know it's so effectful at upping my sex game is the CBD lubricants always make me orgasm so much easier, but even better than that, smoking weed, like Smoking weed, it doesn't matter if it's a joint, it doesn't matter if it's a bong, it doesn't matter if it's a dab, but smoking weed will always make blowjobs fun for me. <laughs> always. <laughs> and I hate blowjobs. I really don't love giving blowjobs, guys. I, it's, it's work, you know? Um, but I find that if I'm high, if I'm, you know, a little baked and go into it, I have so much more fun with it. I'm so much more present. I'm seeing how well, because he's you're more liking focused. it. And I'm you're so kind much... Of yeah, in the in the in, in the, the zone, in the zone, yeah. you know, and it really helps that. And I'm happy that you've touched on that. It's like it helps in the big picture. It helps all of these little things, so it can make your experience better. So we have lots of parents who are like, "Oh my god, this sounds amazing!" <laughs> but how do we try yeah, it? So I well, wanted to, I think, uh, yeah. How do you try it? Well, sorry, I <laughs> you try it slow, right? Like the rule is like go like start low and go slow definitely don't do it when you are um you're driving or you need to go somewhere or something like that you just start low you depending because you know, it's what we're using right because i was my question was gonna yeah. be like how can parents use cannabis in the bedroom because cannabis and cannabidiol and cbd you know and all of these things come in so many different forms so what are what are the things that you've seen to be the most helpful or the most beneficial for parents specifically yeah, um, I think, again, everybody's different. Uh, but what I've seen with myself and with clients is vaping is useful because it doesn't create smoke in the house. So if you're, if you're smoking the house, a vape is very useful. 
or or um, or uh, one of the oil vapes too. Um, what are they called? The cartridge, the ones that have um, like they look like pencils. They're also very uh, um, we discreet. love vape cartridges. Yeah, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, they so come in all these flavors as well, and yeah, no smell. <laughs> so no smell um, or a regular vape, um, and just again like start. I, I would not start if you haven't um, done cannabis in a while or ever. I would not start with uh, with edibles because those take a bit longer to make an effect. And then when the effect comes, it may be too big. But when you do a vape or uh, or smoke a joint, it, you can control it a little bit more, right? Because you can the effect is much more immediate. So you can smoke and you can take a toke and then wait five, ten minutes and see how you're feeling and then do another hit. Um, so again, go slow because you also like you have kids in the house or you have kids nearby and that if they wake up or if there's an emergency, you need to be aware. Another thing is to have terpenes nearby that, you know, will like bring you down if you need to come down really quickly, like, um, like eating an orange can bring you down very quickly. Um, or if you have just a CBD oil, um, or, or just pure CBD in, um, uh, like a, a kind of weed that is just pure CBD that will also bring you down if you're too high. So just having that on hand. So you feel okay. Like the same way, like if you get drunk, if you're drinking, right. It's, it's, if you're drinking at home or you're, uh, where your kids are nearby, you're just very aware of what's happening around you. Because even though you are going into your own self, you still need to be aware and you need to be feel comfortable that if you go into the zone that you can, you know, kid falls out of bed, you can still put them back in. Yeah, most definitely. And do you have like any um, tips on like non-intoxicating? Like we have bath salts, creams, lubricants, suppositories. There's so many things that you can do now with CBD. Yeah. Uh, and I think are so fascinating to pique people's pleasures. <laughs> well, I've, I've used, I've used suppositories for really bad cramping and it's, they've been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like lubricants again, like try and uh, trial and error. And there's so many different products out there. You just need to try and see what it feels like and see if it works for you. Um, you need, um, Definitely bath. Well, uh, who will say no to a bath? Baths are amazing. So (laughs) always go for a bath. Um, Also, if you're looking, I think if you go to the right store, um, like Corey is a really great store. The the bud tenders are very knowledgeable and you can tell them that you want to really start slow so you can get something that is higher in CBD than THC or very low in THC or very balanced. Something very balanced is a good way to start. Um, and, and what happens also cannabis and, and parenting is that first of all, get rid of the stigma is so important, right? That to, which is we're on our way as it has become legalized and more people are more open about their cannabis ingestion. Um, but also like sometimes cannabis can be very useful even for parenting, not just for the bedroom, but for pairing itself, because what do kids like? What do they want? They want your full attention and they want you to be fun. That's what they most want. So if you, you know, vape on the way to the playground and what are you going to do? You're just going to play with your kids for hours and it's going to be really fun for you and for your kids. I love that. Yeah, exactly. It's so, it's so great. It, it, 
I think it helps so much with that, with so not only just the sexual health of parents, but just the parenthood in general. You know, I think it yes. helps so much, uh, a lot more than people think. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes and I can just attest to it. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes just, blowjobs yeah. fun, it could make watching a toddler fun. <laughs> yeah, and just again, you need to be aware. Like I, I think like in my, again, in my personal um in, in my personal life, cannabis was really great for me. And then when the pandemic hit, I thought it would continue being great. And it was not. And every time I ingested cannabis, which I tried a few times, uh, when it hit, it was really a terrible experience. I felt really crappy. I was crankier. Like it was just like the opposite of what I was seeking. And I understood that for me, cannabis at that point was not the right thing to ingest. And I had to leave it for a long time until it was fun again. And that's okay. Just it's the same as anything else in our life, right? Gluten can be fine for you now and then it won't be. And alcohol can be that too. And exercise, like we are changing beings. And that same thing goes for cannabis as for sex, as for anything else. Like we cannot expect that everything will work the same forever because we evolve and we change and our circumstances change and everything is just different. So why should our needs and the things that we do not be different? Yeah, exactly. Right. I think that there's so many choices now. It's all, it's now just like a catching up game. What are we going <laughs> to learn? What's new? What's, what are all these fun, spicy things to add to the bedroom now? Right. So mm -hmm. that kind of leads me to the next question, which is what are any tips for couples wanting to spice things up in the bedroom? I know this could be such a daunting question, but I find <laughs> that, you know, with cannabis, it makes things so much more fun. <laughs> what are your yeah. thoughts on it? Well, cannabis definitely, again, like it can be, and one of the things that cannabis can do is that it can make you very silly. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a wonderful ingredient for the bedroom. We usually take sexuality very seriously. We think sex is serious and sex should be like, we should just have like brownie faces and not laugh and just <laughs> take it all very, very seriously. And it should not be that like, wait, right? Sex is mm -hmm. fun and it's funny and it's silly. Like if you really think about the concept of sex, sex is kind of like ridiculous. So if you, when you, one of the ways that you can that you can use cannabis again, again is for that silliness is you can use that silliness especially if it's been a while especially if things have gone awkward because as parents sometimes they do even though you've been together for 10 years but certainly you haven't had sex in weeks or months or years because of the kids and it's a great way of just laughing again and if you laugh you can touch it and you can laugh again and just bring the lightness of, of having a, a fun sexual encounter again, because again, we, we have, we put so much weight on our sexual encounters. So mm -hmm. definitely that um, you can also use cannabis as a couple to re-explore yourself and to re-explore your partner, right? Sometimes when we have a long-term partner, we end up doing the same thing, right? It's always like, and then, you know, you suck here and then you touch there and then you, your orgasm here and then you do it like that and then it's that position then that's position then you're done and then you kiss goodnight and you go pee and, and then it's done right and it's just like and, and it's just very similar every single time so you can use cannabis to play so to 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 explore different things and again because cannabis can make you very focused on something and when you get into something you get like really into that so if it is like just touching i your partner's knees 
you can just spend half hour touching your partner's knees, which you probably have never done or haven't done in a really long time and explore your partner's back and explore their, each other's bodies and, and just really, again, play and make it a discovery after so many years of being together to change things up. And it may not be a conscious thing. Is that like, oh, I'm going to smoke a joint and then I will, you know, see what your knees are all about or your elbows. It's just, just letting things flow and taking away the routine aspect of your typical sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Take this as an opportunity and a challenge to explore different things, right? Make it, yeah. a, make it a fun experience. It's not like, oh, we've been doing the same. Well, this is work. We're like, no, this is fun. <laughs> this is an adventure now, right? We're going to take a trip to the sex store and see what things are popping up. For, for yourself or maybe your partner you never know and maybe a stop on the dispensary too along the way <laughs> so um since we also have some parents listening i'm curious like how do you recommend speaking to kids about cannabis like i wouldn't know where to start so that's <laughs> right here well, <laughs> well i um I believe in taking away taboos and stigmas off of things because when things are prohibited, they become very attractive. And the more knowledge that children have about things, the more empowered they become. Like you will drink in front of your kids, a beer or wine or a, you know, a martini or whatever. And you kids know that that's for you and it's for an adult. And if they ask to try, you will say no. And you will say when you're older, and that's it. And maybe you'll let them smell it. So I, I let my kids smell my wine, um, but I won't let them try it because they're little and it's not for them. So in the same way that they see me with the wine, they sometimes see me with cannabis or they will see other. And you talk about cannabis with them as your medicine or is something that, that we do and that it's for adults. And as they grow older, you can let them know what it is and what it does for you. And that eventually when they're older and their brains stop developing, um, they can try it too. But that right now as children, it's not for them. So when you give them that information, they're like, oh, okay. But if you're hiding it, if it's something that's like, imagine your toddler or your little kid sees you drinking, like hiding is like, oh, whatever she's hiding and drinking, it must be really good. Therefore I want that, right? Mm-hmm. or or whatever she's smoking so it, it becomes very attractive and it may still be attractive but you're when you're out in the open and you explain things to them like we we don't give kids enough credit for understanding when you explain like this is mommy's medicine and i use this for my pain or i use this when i'm not feeling great and or i use this um to have fun or i use this but it is only for adults um, as opposed to hiding it, right? We're so used to hiding things that we don't know how to explain or hiding things for kids like the kids should not know, right? It's like the same as if you see like the sexual education that some countries have of like, like don't tell them anything, mm-hmm. right? The sexual education should be non, <laughs> should be non-existent. Therefore, if they don't know about sex, they won't be having sex. And then you see the diagram and you see the, the analysis of those, of those places, those states, those countries, and you see that the places that have um, 
like no sexual education is where there are more rapes and more teen pregnancies and more of that. It's not that they don't know they they're not going to discover sex. It's just that they they're not empowered to use sex correctly. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I I believe that as well. I feel that if we're hiding something from children, um, that they will find it very attractive. I find it's just like you always want what you can't have, right? Yeah. <laughs> Even kids do, yeah. and, and they but, don't make the connection. But I feel like if we educate them on what it is, I'll be smart enough to make those choices going yeah. forward. You can prepare them. Yeah, and you can. And I, I mean, I think it's a very personal decision as to each, each family. I can't tell every family what to say to their children. Um, but it is... Um, like, but the best policy is that on, for myself and for my clients is an open and honest policy with like, with impact, what honesty does is empowering is like, this is, this is, this is what it is, but it is not for you right now. Eventually if you want to try it, go for it, but not right now. Again, like just the example again of sexuality right you don't you do talk to your kids about sex or you want to talk to your kids about sex not because you want your kids to be having sex when they're eight or nine or ten but because they should know in the same way you don't talk you don't hide your alcohol from them they see that you're ingesting alcohol but you're not giving them a martini although sometimes you do want to give them a martini (laughs) (laughs) but it's when they don't know about it (laughs) that's so funny yeah you know I, i think it's it's always it's interesting like what I think about sometimes is like parents you you guys are already so stressed out bringing out another life to this world and you have all of these things about don't feed your kids GMOs don't give your make sure you give your kids sunscreen like all all of these things that make you guys so worried for all of these things that are just so much bigger than life um and like cannabis is just a whole other layer you know it just ends up being more work so how can we make their you know cannabis lifestyle more easier like what are your best tips at you know store storing like storaging for a cannabis to make sure that the kids aren't getting into it and because one of the things that i was thinking about was just like remember when we have halloween every month and people are always like check your candy there might be some weed gummies and they're like yeah um stoners aren't trying to give out their weed gummies for free guys like don't get it twisted. <laughs> we do not want to give this weed for free okay um but you know obviously we want to make sure that our kids aren't getting into our weed at home as well so what are yeah. your tips for storage well, for cannabis well so it depends on the age of the kids uh for little kids definitely out of reach uh for older kids i would depends on again it's a very personal thing but telling them like this is like the same way you won't go into my medicine cabinet you're not going to go into this this is mine right it's my, my private thing um I would be very, very careful with edibles because edibles do look like candy, um, both chocolate and gummies and, mm-hmm. and sodas and things. So that you must be very careful. Either you don't have it in the house or you have it somewhere that it, like children won't get you or you explain even to them if they're older that this is not for them. So that I would be very, very careful with. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. I like that you mentioned the out of reach for the tiny ones because that's really important because they just put anything in their mouth. So it's so, so, so important to have those completely out of reach and especially if they're like gummies because 
yeah, dosaging is huge for a tiny little one. <laughs> yeah. So these have been great tips. I'm sure all of the parents at home are like, oh my God, I learned so much, which I'm so <laughs> excited about. You know, every single episode, you guys are going to learn really cool stuff about cannabis and sexual health. It's just, it never ends. It's a, it's a huge spiral, which I think is so fascinating. Um, so thanks so much for giving us all those tips. We oh, have our my few pleasure. Rapid fire questions to wrap up this okay. dope episode. So I want to know okay. what is Kelly's favorite way to consume? What is your go-to? Are you joints girl? Uh, ba- Are you bong? No, vaping. Definitely vaping. vaping. Yeah. <laughs> vaping. Vape queen. I love that. Vaping is awesome. Um, all right. What is your favorite strain and why? Oof. Um, I love White Widow. Ah, that's um, a go-to for sure. Yeah. Um, it just, it has like the perfect amount of connect and disconnect, like disconnect from the world and connect with your body and your mind. It just, um, yeah, I just really, I also really enjoy Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I love Girl Scout cookies. You know, it's so funny. I hear White Widow all the time and it's one of my like worst hated strains. It just gives me a headache every single time. Yeah. And every time someone's like, White Widow sounds so good. Well, I'm like, you know what? Oh, I, I wish. I tried, different, <laughs> I tried different brands and depends on like Seven Acres was really great and other brands weren't. So I think mm. it also depends on, um, on which yeah, because there's so much that goes into genetics. It also goes into like how how early on they harvested their weed because that can also put in a lot more THCA, which makes it a lot more sleepier. Uh, yeah. It's so cool, cannabis. It's We geek out on this stuff on this podcast, guys. <laughs> but yeah, these were our rapid fire questions. And any last tips that you would love to share with our audience and where they can find you, of course? Sure. Um, last tips, I would say start, uh, start low, go slow and have fun. Um, mm. And if you have a bad experience, just let it slide for a while and then try again. If you had a bad experience when you were younger, cannabis now is not what it used to be. Like there's like you can go to a store and ask the bartender and like it's a very, very different experience. Um, and you can find me all across the board as Awoken Beauty. Um, I also have a Facebook group that's uh, for women and non-binary individuals um, that's called Awaken by Awoken Beauty. And um, shoot me a DM. I have workshops going all the time. Uh, I have a few spots for new clients. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Check her out. I checked out Awoken Beauty and she has tons of different types of courses. I'm so impressed. All different things you can learn. So it's definitely one to check out and see you guys at the next podcast. See you then. Thanks for being here with us, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Ciao. Ciao.